Welcome to InnerQuest, a journey to help you uncover the understanding and knowledge that resides within you. I'm Reverend R. Ken Turner, Minister at Unity of Chicago South, and with me are Reverend Dr. Stephanie Wilson Coleman and Reverend Dr. Nick Angadi, both of whom are also ministers at Unity of Chicago South, our online spiritual community. The three of us come together in this effort to bring metaphysical perspectives and practices that support your personal inner quest. We do behold the divine spark within you. Prior to us coming on air, we were discussing the issues and the things and the situations that happened prior to uh, President-elect Biden and President, um, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris being certified by the Congress and the things that happened. And we all have some uh, opinions about it, but we, we're coming from, you are a minister, so you're supposed to blank. <laughs> and we are, we are those ministers that are supposed to blank. But as it has been with our podcast, we have off, we have attempted to be as honest as possible with the human element that is part of us and therefore part of how we view and how we execute the ministry. And so with that, with that in mind, uh, the two Americas, and I know talking to both of you, I want to set this up. One is very angry, and one is very sad um, about having to see two Americas put on, on display in that way. Someone I talked to outside of this group said they don't understand. They're concerned about the, uh, the uh, desecration of a building and an idea, and we are concerned and have been concerned with the desecration of a people. And there is a difference, even though we feel, you know, we feel something about the desecration of the, the property, but it's the people, and hopefully people will see there is a stark difference in, you know, in that, in that. So, with that, with that said, uh, uh, the <laughs> Queen Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> Queen Doctor, <laughs> you go, <laughs> you go ahead and move us on, and, and from you, I will go to Crown uh, Emperor Doctor <laughs> Nick <laughs> with the third eye over his head, <laughs> the looking at the pyramid thing. Go to him. I know, I, I need to tap my chakras right about now so I can get this out. That was supposed um, to be a crown. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crown. I, I, saw, a I saw a pyramid-type crown, which was the power, you know. I, okay. I, this I is was, who now, who are you? I, <laughs> I am Reverend Dr. Stephanie Wilson Coleman. Okay. And as I sat there and watched the Capitol being stormed, that my first thought literally was, 
why are they climbing up on the Capitol? Okay. And then it didn't take long to realize they'd been called into action. Mm. Um, they did what they thought was right. Mm. However, you, as you think about it, you know, the states had already ratified and re-ratified and re-ratified, and the courts had already ratified and re-ratified the votes. And sometimes people don't like to accept it, and I, I get that, I understand that, but the actual physical carrying out of not only destroying the building, but, you know, but actually threatening people so that they could get their way, so that they could return to a kind of America that they felt was great. And in my mind, as an African-American woman, that America looked like they controlled everything. They were in power. They got the jobs, the money. Everything was in their favor. And for some reason, they think that that's the America. But these are the same people, on the other hand, which is probably why the numbers in churches, the memberships in churches are dwindling, because of the same people that you hear in one, in one, one moment saying, you know, uh, we're all created equal, an image of God, and they say all of that, and then they do this, and you have to wonder, you know, as a people, what are we doing? And at this point, I realized just how much God really loves us, because if you take the Bible literally, we ought to be waiting for the destruction for Sodom and Gomorrah to come along, right? If you take it literally. So you really know how much God really, really loves you. And I do understand that there is a consciousness going on in the world, not just this country. And these are just some random thoughts that are going through my head. I guess after I expressed my theory, my, um, theory over Facebook last night and social media, there's a consciousness going on in the world that I believe started a long time ago. Um, you know, when you go back and look at even businesses, are leaving the U.S. and setting up uh, in other countries. And, and what they did was they, were, they introduced people to a better lifestyle, to a better way of being, or the possibilities of having more, because a lot of people had never experienced the possibilities of having more. It's one thing to, to think about what more is. It's another thing to just have it there and experience it. And so we're moving to, I believe we're moving to, a world where we all will be equal and we will all access more. But some people think that that lack is still there and that somebody can take it away from them. And that was clear yesterday. No one can take the good from you, and that's what we teach, that you believe is yours to be. And that's where you have to start inside and not try to go and take theirs because you lose it like you get it. And that's been proven time and time again. So I, and then when you look at the, the makeup, you know, there were business owners, doctors, other politicians. There were regular people in there too, but there were military people. There were all these people who stood for something, un, uh, some grander purpose of America and of, de and of democracy. And I'm sure there were Christians in there too. Um, what happened to all of that? Hmm. Well, the the big 
idea of Christian. Who is this? This is this is this is the guy with the crown guy. Yeah, this is the the crown minister right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Christian, you would you identify yourself, sir? Uh, oh, hi, I'm Reverend Doctor Nick Angotti, and uh, you know, when we're constantly referring to a book, we look for in that book what we want to see. And the same thing with our media. We look to the media for what we want to see. We always look for an affirmation or a confirmation of what we believe, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, the Bible, the Koran, whatever it may be, we will find a reinforcement to convince us we are right. And it's the same thing that happened with whoever gathered yesterday. They were there because they were told a certain thing, and they believed in their their monarch, and that monarch, along with uh, for the facilitation of Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, Instagram, on and on, and Fox News, may I add, and other uh, other media who have been contributing to, uh, ironically, fake news. News. And so, if one is convinced that a that an election can actually be stolen. 50 different states, nobody ever questioned the states in which Mr. Trump won. Nobody ever questioned those states. <laughs> right. It could only happen in the states that uh, are blue, or as with Georgia, turn blue, hello. Um, but the deeper thing here is, I didn't see any black people going through the Capitol yesterday I didn't see the same thing that happened in Black Lives Matter. And it was, exactly. well, it was well timed out with my hometown, Kenosha, that refused to try or bring to trial or find in any way wrong the police officers that shot Mr. Blake in the back seven times while holding on to his T-shirt. That just happened to come out the day before this thing was going to unfold. Mm. The disparity, uh, I, I, as a witness, obviously, my experience of life is not the same experience as, as, as Reverend Dr. Stephanie or Reverend R. Ken. I cannot speak to that. I can only speak to what I'm observing. Yet the feeling is deep. That's why we call you the Minister of Peace, the Director of the Peace Ministry, because it is deep. It, it sounds like I might have cut you off, and that was that was not my intention. Uh, did you? I, want I, to? It's just that it's like America was okay with berating Black Lives Matter, no, no, no matter how much proof was given that the groups had been infiltrated, and those were the people who were causing the violence outside of that group, the Black Lives Matters. Uh, protests have been incredibly peaceful and but when they say black people are coming to town the military the police they have no issue or delay in mobilizing yesterday is like I mean day before yesterday when this happened earlier it's like they were some of them were taking pictures with them it's like they didn't take because they looked like them they didn't take them seriously so now, but, and, and then, 
you know, I'm, I don't like that this happened, but I think that it was a wake-up call for all of America, and especially white America, because they were, they were just unprepared. Mm. They knew it was happening. They, it was all over social media. They knew it was happening. They knew it was going to happen, but they were not prepared because they didn't have any fear. I guess they didn't have any judgments about the color of the skin of those people, and it's clear now through all of the images that have been floating through social media, is when black or brown people get together to demand their rights, there's an issue. They all of a sudden become very, very afraid, and they get all the military and all the protection that they have. So at this point, black and brown people have got to be thinking about do I really want to continue to patronize businesses that don't look like me? Mm. Do I really, yeah, do mm. I want to go to white-owned restaurants? Do I want to go to white-owned businesses? Well, I don't do. And if that kind of separation occurs, there's a whole lot of black and brown people who create a decent amount of revenue and income in this country, then that is, then the other America will suffer. Wow, you, you guys have, uh, you reverend doctors, have uh, brought up so many powerful points. Uh, we started out with the idea that there are those in our profession that are of the same ilk, the New Thought Metaphysical Movement ilk, that focus on God is there. God is in the midst of. And if you are not careful, if one is not careful, they may mistake that for a traditional orthodox approach to serious issues. And it is not. It is the affirmation, as we call it, the affirmation of truth. Yes, there is that whatever it is, is there. The idea that it is good and it looks for the good, that is kind of man. That's what we do as human beings. We expect it to be good. As we evolve I'll speak for myself, as, as, as there has occurred an evolution in the teachings that I, and the way I understand them, I see this power as being very neutral, allowing whatever to happen, happen, mm -hmm. allowing our free will to take us where we need to go, and allowing our lack, our lacks, not lack, but lacks, to play itself out. Thus, we have a person who's totally, totally ill-equipped to be the leader of a country who couldn't even lead themselves into the profit of a casino. So, I mean, that tells you everything it should, to be the head of the country, and that's because of a consciousness that you both have spoken to, a consciousness of entitlement on one hand and a consciousness of, uh, I, I will say, non-participation on the other hand, and then a consciousness of it's okay to cheat and it's okay to lie and it's okay to steal if you're in power. And so all of this, in my mind, came together under this person with this person being in the head of it uh, or leading it, but it had always been there. The cheating, the lying, the stealing, mm -hmm. the persecution, the uh, holding down, the voter discrimination, the uh, entitlement, all of that was there. And I've said often that if the other person had won, we would not be where we are now. But we're at a point now, of a beautiful point, 
a point of change that we can see, institute, and be a part of change because we can see the rot, the rot that's there. And if, and if as some of our fellow ministers of both uh, Orthodox and, and New Thought say that God is in the midst, then I would have to say God has revealed the rot and how deep it yes. is. You know, and how it perpetrates everything and permeates all things, and that we have an opportunity to rid ourselves or begin, because it's, it's deep, to begin to rid ourselves of the rot. So that's how I see God in the midst of everything all the time, saying that, hey, I'm giving you an opportunity to change. I've allowed you to see the degradation that has been there for quite, quite, quite a while, and you can change it because I've given you that power, but that's not my job. <laughs> that's not my job. That's your job because you created right. and you can, you know, yep. that, that, that piece there. There seems to be no, no doubt that there had to be some level of collusion for what to happen, happen. Anyone that has, and I, I know you've been to Washington, uh, Reverend Dr. Nick, I know You've been to Washington, Reverend Dr. Stephanie, and I had the honor of you know, being there a couple of years ago and going into the Capitol. You don't walk in with sticks and flagpoles. and you, That's not how it happens. You, you, you don't do That's not what happens. You have to be allowed in with that. So that in itself says that there was something more going on than just some folks coming and storming the doors. They, they, they were allowed to, to enter. And that was a good thing. And I know it's crazy to say that was a good thing. But sometimes it needs to be shown to such yes. a the people that have yes. stood up and said, it's not that bad. It's just y'all acting crazy. That they need to see, it is, it is crazy. It's worse than I thought. It's like, right. yes, black people, we've been telling you it was that bad. You couldn't see it when people got shot in the back seven times or their neck was uh, cracked with a knee on it. You couldn't see it then, but now... You can see it, and I think we're at a point of what's going to happen next. What's going to be done well, about it? I, I think they okay. couldn't see it because when, when other people are shot, it doesn't affect you. When, other, when that happens to other people, it doesn't affect you. But the minute you've got to hunker down because somebody's with a gun and you're afraid for your life, I, all, I call it that near-death experience. When you have a near-death experience, Nobody now has to tell you to stop doing that. So mm. they all had that yesterday. I mean, it's, it, there's nothing more powerful than a near-death experience. So they had that, and now people are clear, and now they want to do something. So I think that that is what needed to happen. It's just that a lot of us as ministers and just regular people saw, it, saw the pot boiling. Yes, Okay, and, and we were trying to keep the pot from boiling over. We saw that, we, you know, you saw it, you saw, man, you thought, okay, the fire's getting hot, that water's getting really hot, it's about to blow. And we were trying to, I've been try, we've all been trying to work with people, work behind the scenes, work with organizations to, to, to dial down the fire under that, the heat under that pot so it wouldn't boil over. And, but, I guess, as they say, you get what you ask for, so and get what you're focused on. So we were focused on the pot and the mess in it, trying to keep it from boiling over. 
And then the other people will focus on the pot with the mess in it to get it to boil over. And guess what? We got a pot that boiled over. <laughs> yeah, before you jump, before you jump in, uh, Reverend Dr. Nick, they, it was, seems like there was two focus, as you said. One was focused right. on how can we, and I, I believe that if we continue down the line we were going with the political, in the political way we were going, and the other person had won, it would have been how can you not, as you just said, allow the pot to boil over. Right. But the other folks were like, how high can we heat the fire? Right. <laughs> and so, fortunately, <laughs> they stoked that fire to the point that everybody, <laughs> that everybody <laughs> got some boil over. Right. And, and when you get some boil over from the pot you're cooking, you go, it's a it's a burning experience as all of us cook. It's like, oh my God. You know, let me turn the fire down. Well now we'll see if they are able to turn the fire down. But the last thing on this particular you know, this particular rant, Stacey Abrams has shown us those those of a consciousness of really wanting to change how we can start eliminating the fire, regulating the fire, taking it out of their hands to regulate the fire and, and taking some control. I think that she's done that. Um, if we convinced ourselves that others will, can and will take from us, then our consciousness is left with nothing. We have had, mm. We've had for four years and the campaign before that an individual who, was, who tried to convince everyone around that he was just like them. Hmm. Because yeah. everyone has been constantly damaging me. Everyone has been constantly taking from me and no one supports me and I'm just a poor little boy and who, boo, who, boo, who. All right, well, all the boo-hooers agreed with him. Hmm and said, oh boy, instead of bringing someone in that can help us, let's bring someone in that is just like us who is constantly boo-hooing. Well, where the heck do you think the country's going to go in a consciousness of boo-hoo? Where do you think anything is going to evolve? Nothing can expand when a consciousness is in boo-hoo. And that's a lesson for all of us, including myself. Yes. Until I can say, thank you, God, I have everything I need of this day to know that whatever I need will be provided for me, whether it's my health or my wealth, whether it's love or personal expression. And if I find myself falling in any way, I am the only one that can lift me up. And I will never and can never be lifted up by someone who is always complaining how bad things are. Oh, you poor, poor Mr. Trump. Well, you have no idea how bad things are going to get. But I know for myself mm. and for everyone listening in that everything you need this day is provided for you. And there is no more boo-hoo. The great wow. John Coleman taught yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. No matter your race, no matter what, everything is provided for you based on your consciousness. Wow. 
There's another. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know you. Go ahead. I'm just saying I pass it along. Yeah, uh, you said it. Then you invoke Johnny Coleman, and you just did it up for me. Man, it's real brief. Yeah. I'm talking about the two JCs. It's in Johnny Coleman taught consciousness, which we all know she did and still does through those that, that learn from her and learn from her teachings. But before her, there was another JC that they write about in this book that makes you capitalize the first letter anytime you use it, the first letter. And in this book, this JC said something that people say, this is the prototype, the prototype to pray. And the first line in it says, give me this, this day. day. This, this day. day. My daily bread. So it didn't say tomorrow. It didn't say make me better for yesterday. It says this day. And Nicholas, oh, my God, you hit it. You tore it up. This day. This day and the consciousness of all I need this day. And so many of you that might be listening that are JC followers, either one. It's about this day. Thank you, Nick. Yes, Thank you so much day. for that. Oh, my. And if we could look at whatever our goals are. I mean, in this case, it was to get people to get people registered. But if whatever dream you have, do something every day toward it. Because you already have prayed for it. It's already been granted. It's just up to you to work it out and how you think about it and move it forward. You are the hands and the feet of spirit. You, you are that. As the hands and feet of spirit... What that means, yes, what that means to you guys that are listening is the fact that we say spirit is invisible. You cannot see it. We know it exists. We know it's everywhere present. And now we've been given just a concept that, that you might be able to grab hold to that that spirit moves through each and every individual right. as the individual is that which expresses their interpretation of that spirit, even if they don't know right. that they are spirit. Wow, you right. guys are good. Yeah. Stacey Abrams lost her attempt at being the governor of Georgia, and then she did some scripture stuff. <laughs> she shook off the dust and got her feet moving. Right. She took the dust off her feet and did not boo-hoo, as Reverend Nick said, and she did, as you said, Reverend Stephanie, she got to moving on, the, on, on something that she had no idea whether she could make it happen or not. She knew that she had done some good work. And then, oh, my goodness. And then, you know, the law, the law, the great law of the universe, the great law of attraction, the great law that's often, often, often referred to as karma, if you believe that if you steal... That means you believe that stealing is the only way. Mm -hmm. Right. Consequently, if something is lost, you will claim it was stolen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if I steal, I, I know in my heart that someone will take and put their hand in my pocket and take from me. But when I know and understand mm. that there is more and greater and greater, and that there's plenty for everyone, then I can relax and accept my good 
And that's when we move from a belief in the abundance of God to a faith, a deep faith within ourselves, knowing that it is. Wow. Yes. Uh, I'd love for each of you to give a closing statement on where we started with this conversation and where we ended and how you feel uh, after going through that process. I was so saddened over the past few days, actually been very deep in sadness over the past year, to see the disparity in response to peaceful demonstrations and outright revolutionary um, riots. The sadness in me is where I need to continuously personally examine myself mm. as to where my bias and my prejudices lie so that I can continue to cleanse myself mm. of anything that could stand between me and recognizing all human beings as whole, perfect, complete, and equal. Reverend Dr. Stephanie. It was a reminder for me, though, to be careful where I place my attention to continue to look for the good in it and, I guess, to know that what we, I guess as an example too, of what we really believe will, will show up. Mm. Um, and I saw that. So it, it just shows up in your life. Because uh, we had an example of people who were upstanding citizens and then somehow they found themselves uh, doing criminal, criminal acts, things they probably would have never done enough. So that's how powerful our belief is, especially when we catch when we hold on to that, I call it the they did me wrong story. As we hold on to that and with that he did me wrong story will play out in your life in ways that you cannot imagine and in ways you didn't even think was possible.